ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. Paul Swan, your host for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We will take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our phone line this hour brought to you by White Claw, hard seltzer. It is made pure. Our text line is open as well, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. You're coming down to the Union tonight. we got the national championship game. Once again, it's Georgia and Alabama. Who do you got in this one? You take Alabama. That's where the smart money is at. Or does Georgia come back and win the big one? We'll take your text on that, who you like, and by how much also. You can join me on Twitter at Paul Swan. So you've got plenty of places tonight. Who's going to win the national championship? Or are you even going to watch the national championship tonight? Is this something that you've seen this already? It's not that exciting to you. It's Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, arguably the best teams in college football right now, but we've seen this before. So are you excited for this any bit, or are you more amped up about the NFL? Yesterday was so exciting. Uh, I watched the Bengals game against the Browns, and I knew that game meant nothing, but the second string looked pretty good for the most part. I mean, the Scrubs almost beat the Browns, so I was pretty happy about that. Unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Steelers get in. Uh, The good news for me is that the Bengals don't have to face the Steelers in the playoffs because I'm sick and tired of seeing the Steelers in the playoffs and against the Bengals in that first round. The Bengals will take on the Raiders. We're going to have that game for you. That is coming up on Saturday. The NFL putting the Bengals on first against the Raiders. So we'll have that game for you coming up on Saturday on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. That means Marshall basketball moves over to 93.7, the dog exclusively. So if you usually keep your radio locked for Marshall basketball on Saturday, we've got the Bengals. But the Marshall game will still air over on 93.7, the dog. Speaking of the Marshall game, a little bit later on, we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni. We'll get his full thoughts on the week ahead. I was part of his Zoom earlier this afternoon. Also, we're going to hear from Chase McKee. We'll get his thoughts on his performance and look ahead. Marshall taking on North Texas. Dan's going to talk a little bit about what North Texas is about and, of course, all the adversity that the Thundering Herd has gone through. Marshall losing to FAU, 77 points all. Marshall could manage FAU, scoring 90 for the victory. Chase McKee, he had nine points. That's not bad. He was out there for a little bit, not not too long, but almost halfway through the game, a little over 19 minutes. Not a bad performance. Also, you had Andrew Taylor. He didn't get a chance to really to practice. He got the confirmation that he could play that day. So he really didn't have much practice time to get ready for the game. You didn't get much from him. You had eight points. Obina and Achille Killen, of course, another outstanding performance from him, 23 points in that game. And then Tavion Kinsey, he gives you 20 points. You look at some of the numbers, where did Marshall go wrong? Well, shooting was a problem from the three-point line. Marshall ended up 8 of 22. But Marshall missed its first 10 three-point shots before calming down, finding a shot, whatever, and getting a few behind the line. But Marshall as a team shot, and it's not terrible compared to what FAU did. 
25 of 58. I mean, that's not great, but FAU only shot 30 of 56. They were 8 of 22 from the three-point line as well. Where did the points come from? Well, a few more points came from the free throw line. FAU is not that good of a shooting team. They're not that good of a shooting team. So where did they get their points? Well, 22 of 29 from the free throw line. So they were not as bad as we thought they would be coming in. Marshall was 19 of 25. Could be a little bit better. Rebounding. Not a lot of rebounding going on here. 34 for FAU, 32 for the Thundering Herd. Not that many fouls. 19 for... It just... I didn't like the energy, I think, really was where I was sitting there looking at it thinking, okay, they they need a little bit more energy. The talent's there. They just need a little bit more energy. You know, you look at where some of the points came from. FAU got 36 points in the paint. Marshall only managed 30. Uh, turnovers, 19 for FAU, 17 for Marshall. Bench scoring, that's the, that I'm not really worried about that one. You didn't have that much of a bench. So you got six points off the bench for Marshall. 35 points for FAU. Little deeper. Not by much, but just a little deeper in this game. Overall, it could have been better. It could have been worse. I know when you lose five straight and you're 0-2 in conference play, you're listening to me saying, oh, it, it could have been worse. And you're asking, well, how worse can it get, Paul? Well, we'll find out this week. Home stand continues. Two more games at the Henderson Center. What's going to happen for the Thundering Herd? Able to turn this around, or will the woes continue? North Texas coming in to the Henderson Center. Marshall should have the advantage here. It's going to be a little bit more of a travel uh, day for North Texas. I'll take any advantage I can get. Marshall should hopefully have most of its complimented players back, I would hope. You've got players that, for one reason or another, just can't hit the court. So we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni, get his update on who's in, who's out. We'll take your phone calls. Again, you can join us on the White Claw phone line at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. It's brought to you in part by White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. And our text line is open, 304-523-2275. So you're watching the national championship game tonight. Who do you like or do you have really no interest whatsoever? And, of course, we'll get some text from the Marshall basketball game. You know, what would you think? We've got a couple of games now to to really think about it. I know it wasn't the way you wanted to end your Saturday, but, unfortunately, this is what it is. How do you feel about it? What do you, what do you think needs to happen here? So we'll get you. We'll get your Monday afternoon quarterbacking of Marshall basketball on our text line. Again, that's 304 523 2275. When we continue, uh, we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni. We've got his entire presser from earlier in this late afternoon. We'll get his thoughts on the game against FAU, looking ahead, also status of his team. All of that when we continue, still to come, Chase McKee as well. When we return, Dan D'Antoni on today's edition of The Drive at the Union Pub and Grill on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. The Monday special, always at the Union Pub and Grill. As long as I can remember, it's been $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. 
and you can get that here while you watch the national championship game tonight. If you're coming down for that, Marshall would love to be in the national championship game and football, maybe in a few years, right? Love to be able to talk about maybe Marshall making it because the playoff has expanded and Marshall playing for a national championship. It'll be just as fun as it was when the soccer team won the national championship for the 2020 season. We can have that excitement for football. And, of course, those dreams were dashed today because the playoff committee can't figure it out yet. We're still in the old format here. So three or four more years of Georgia taking on Alabama in the national championship game. Maybe Ohio State can sneak in now and then. So. That wasn't decided again today, but we've got a few more years on the contract. They're trying to work it out. There's still the debate between should it be four teams, eight teams, 12 teams? Should the Power 5 schools get automatic qualifiers, or should the five highest-ranked champions get in, and then the next six will be the highest-ranked six teams that were not conference champions? How would that work? So a lot of confusion there as far as which direction this is going to go. So we've got the championship game tonight. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. All right, time for our fireside chat, kids, because we've got Dan D'Antoni. Caught up with him earlier this afternoon. He spoke to the media about uh, less than a couple hours ago looking ahead. And, of course, you know Dan. He doesn't come out with just a prepared statement. He just shoot questions. Fire away. He'll answer anything you ask him. So that's where we're going to begin, talking about just trying to get this team ready for the week. The whole thing here is Dan's going to talk about this. Goldfish mentality. Have the memory of a goldfish. Also, you know he's aware that things aren't exactly where they should be right now because you're 0-5. Your last five games, you are 0-5. So that's where we begin with Dan D'Antoni. Well, we're 0 and 5, so you know, anytime you go 0 and 5 in the last five games, confidence becomes starting to erode a little bit. But uh, you know, like I've said before, and you got to have a memory of a goldfish. It's over. So now we're 0 and 0, and we're going to take on uh, North Texas. So my state of mind, I hope that I can help our young people if if they uh, question what's going on or losing their confidence, I hope that I can bring the will to forget and move forward and get better. And that's that's the way I'm going to approach this practice. And uh, I think uh, knowing the young people we have here, that that's the way they'll come to. Dan, any status update on Goran and Darius George? I know obviously they were out Saturday. Is it a situation where they're going to be back and available to practice this week, or are they out a little bit longer? Well, you know, and one one to just mention, too, Andy did not practice with us all week either prior to this game. So he was coming in just flush, not being at all with us at all. And then we didn't have uh, Gorn and George. I think George will be ready. I haven't talked to him today, but he is released to play with us. Uh, it depends on how he feels. So I'm expecting him today at practice. And if that happens, nothing else occurs. He should be available. Uh, Gorin, uh, not so. He's not going to be able to practice today. I think it got pushed back another day. Uh, Test-wise, pushed him back another day. 
I'm, I would say it's kind of iffy whether he's going to be available or not on Thursday. So, uh, you know, we went into that uh, uh, Florida Atlantic game without three starters. And it's difficult to do that. Uh, when I say three starters, you had George and uh, Gorin, and then uh, the third starter, Andy, who didn't practice with us. So yeah, we went all week without three of our starters, and we were down to like 10 people playing. Uh, you know, that's difficult, but at the same time, we've, we've got to up our game to, to win some games. And just to clarify, Andy was a last-minute thing on Saturday, right? Because on Thursday, it sounded like he wasn't going to be available. No, he, they cleared him Saturday morning at about 11 o'clock. So he had no clue up until that time. What can you tell us about North Texas? So what's your early impression? What are they about? Play very hard, I think. If you want to summarize them, uh, play extremely hard. Uh, three little guards on the outside. Very similar team to Florida Atlantic. Uh, big... Uh, Workable big guy on the inside that runs up and down and sets picks and stays within his role. Three guards that can shoot threes around 33 to 35%. And a 6'6 kid who uh, will try to muscle you down. He's, got, he's built pretty strong and scores 11 points, 12 points a ball game. And, uh, a very capable team, but if, if you're going to describe them, uh, I'd say – they used to winning, and they want to win again. And uh, a little bit like us, uh, really, when we lost John and uh, CJ, which most teams that lose players like that, who, what, all-time history Marshall scores, we came back at next year, and we started out slow. But I think, in fact, we were in the same position, seven and eight, that year. And then we won the next nine out of 11. Uh, and and then beat uh, Texas El Paso before they called off called it off. We were playing back at the level where uh, uh, John and CJ were, and this year we lost Jared and uh, Jansen. We're seven eleven, and two main figures of where we were. So I got my fingers crossed that maybe some some will turn like it did uh, that year. Dan, when you look at, at the second half, especially against FAU on Saturday, how, how close were you all to getting that thing turned around on Saturday, in your opinion, after you saw it on film? Well, after watching the film, I, just to give you just a kind of a recap of what I saw, uh, one, our zoom defense wasn't bad. It uh, wasn't uh, – it did okay. So we're probably going to carry that forward some in different ways, uh, but could be big ways. You get Gorham back, I think it even gets better because you're bigger. And the bigger I think you are in the zone, longer you are, the better the zone is. I, I don't like playing the zone with little guys, but with big guys you can play. Mike Shear, for instance, they, they played zone, but they had Mike as a point, which was then a big point, because he reached about 6'11". And you had Orsini at 6'4", Randy Knowles, 6'9", uh, Barry Driscoll, 6'8", big kid, uh, Tyrone Collins at 6'4", uh, 
a lot like David Early. He's real strong. Uh, so I don't mind playing zones with the big guys. I think if uh, uh, when uh, Goran gets back, it'll be better. Uh, defensively, go back and forth as to whether we want to push down, switch all fives, switch one through four. You know, we're trying to find what's best fits this team. And not what we've done in the past, but what best fits this team. And uh, it's been difficult because uh, there's a little positive and negative in everything that we're doing. We haven't made anything clear. This is it. And uh, then some, then I, I look at our defense and wonder, is our defense really not the problem? It's our offense. And I don't know that defense affects offense, but I know offense does affect defense negatively. So if our offense gets cleaned up, and and basically it's efficiency from we got to get Andy like he was uh, last year at the end of the year. We got to get Tavion back to being efficient in how he plays. And we we read over and we went back over all the games with Jansen and Jared, and they that was a lot of firepower we lost for this crowd, and we didn't realize how much. So so. Uh, we have to adapt our game a little bit. We're, we're working on it. and You know, if it uh, works out that it's right, then uh, maybe we'll turn it and go 9-11 for the last uh, games as we go down through the conference. Dave, looking at that same angle, did, do you look at it now and say, was Andy more comfortable as a two? Was Tate more comfortable as a three? Is it, I know that's all the machinations you go through and try <laughs> yeah. to find combinations. Is, is, is that part of your thing? Yeah, I had all day Sunday thinking about it. Missed some foot, good football games and just laid there like a lump. But, uh, you know, you're not, I'm not going to stay down very long. And I, I do think that if I didn't want to lay down like a lump yesterday with us not practicing, I need to get out of coaching. It doesn't mean enough. It still means a lot to me. So I feel like I'm good. That's that's good. That's good that I laid there. It's good that I'm up now with a goldfish mentality ready to go and play this next game. Uh, yeah, and, and, and how we play David, you know, do we use David as a backup point and then rest uh, Tavion and Andy? Uh do we put him out there with them and then really don't have anybody that's quite ready? Kyle's a little too young yet, but uh, got a good future, but a little too young yet to get into this type of battle. Then we are limited as to when we can take David or Andy or uh, Tavion out. So uh, right now I'm on the mindset that we're going to use David to spell those two, get him uh, – some good time uh, with with them uh, as we set them. I need to get them a little bit more time out of the game. We've got uh, eventually you got to look on down the road. Maybe not this game, but when you're planning ahead, that Gorn will be back. How we're going to play with uh, Gorn or Michael or or Gorn and uh, Bean at the four. Uh, Wade Bean is shooting now. Can he be a three and put him out there and space the floor for us? Uh, people are going to guard him different after watching this last film. I feel pretty good. So that might open the middle up for us, let Andy and Tavion get up in there. But bottom line is we got to get a better rhythm for our offense so that we're scoring. And then 
we got to get a swagger, you know. It's hard to do when you've lost the oh, you've lost five straight. It's hard to get your swagger back. But without that, uh, uh, bad things happen. It's like, uh, uh, you know, when you see a, a wounded animal, uh, the, the predators, they're out after you, you know. And you're going to, you're going to, uh, uh, they're going to maximize all 50-50 things or, uh, just like last night, the kid drives in there, falls down. Right when we're making a comeback, throws it up, banks it in on us, you know. Or we'll go down and uh, we called up and and we make a silly foul. Uh, these are things that, uh, to me, is learning how to win. Uh, we we've lost that mojo and we got to get it back so we can get a little swagger and uh, that that the opponents got to look over and see an animal running full speed, not one that's limping. So we've we've got to uh, we've got to shore up our game offensively and and uh, see if we can't bring some excitement back here to Marshall. Coach, when you look at Chase and you know what uh, what he brought to the table the other night, it did feel like there there was a lot of energy out of him. No, obviously some uh, some young mistakes, his first start, things like that, but. Overall, what did you see that, that can help you all move forward? Well, he didn't look out of place, number one, as a freshman. He's had very limited uh, playing time coming into this game, and you're starting. He didn't look out of place. He looked like uh, he felt like he belonged, which is a, is a good thing. So he had the speed and the athleticism. Needs to get stronger, obviously. Keeps working on his shot. Needs to keep working on his shot. But he has a sense for the game. He understands the game, and – He's had a history through his dad and everything of being around basketball for a long time. So uh, looking for good things. He's got to get stronger, got to work on his shot a little bit. But through this season, just getting out there, getting experienced, he had a couple good drives. He had a nice dunk, nice pass, nice pass. And defensively outside of, you know, he's pretty good. He's, he can guard one through five. He's quick, rebounded pretty decent. Had that one bad turnover dribbling down right in a crucial time toward the end. But, uh, again, those, that's a fresh mistake. And I think as we, as he goes through and gets more playing time, he will eliminate that. And then, you know, we're also missing uh, Wyatt Frick, Fricks, who preseason was playing probably was one of our, our best freshmen. So, you know, uh, we've, been, we've been down men uh, most of the year. So, uh, just got to get back, get a little swagger to us. And and uh, I think, uh, like I said, we can turn it like we did uh, two years ago, win the last nine out of 11, go in, win the first round of the conference. And I really think had a shot for the championship and just uh, called off because of COVID. Do you feel like Tay's second half was more what you were expecting to see throughout the year from Tay? It seemed like – you know, a lot more decisive and, uh, you know, sort of exploded to the rim a lot more instead of uh, the, the passive nature that we might have seen over the last few weeks during the struggles. You know what, I, again, I, I think some of our problems are not um, court-related. It's more what's that going on around, uh, around all these young men, their, their futures, their COVID issues, uh, 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 just a lot of chatter, a lot of expectations. You know, you don't know how each kid, everybody treats that different. And uh, 
it's a tough thing to handle and get it perfectly right. I think he's going to find himself. Tavion's a heck of a player, one of Marshall's best ever. And uh, he'll find himself. And uh, I don't want to uh, – the problem is you start coaching him up whether you need to do this or coaching him up you need to do that. What happens when you start doing that? You start thinking. And sometimes they get coached everywhere but where they should be, which is on the floor. And uh, they start thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't do this or maybe I should try that. Or, or they'll think high, more high, highly of me if I show them I can do this. And you start thinking on the floor and you get indecisiveness. And he just got to play. Tavion is a heck of a player. If he goes out and plays, and, you know, uh, some people say, well, you need to tell him not to do this or not. You know, it's hard to pick and choose knots because when you, when you start doing that, then they don't know exactly when. So they start thinking, and it's, it's not a good thing. I, I trust Tavion, and uh, he'll find his way. When he does, we're going to be a heck of a ball club. Dan D'Antoni says he trusts Tavion Kinsey. What do you think? What did you hear there that made you feel a little bit better about where this team is headed? You lose five games in a row, you don't feel good about yourself, right? But at the same time, you can't let that impact you anymore. Goldfish mentality, that's big for him. You've got to forget that. Those games are over now. You have to move forward. So are you confident in what Dan had to say? Or do you feel that maybe, just maybe, there's some more room to worry there. What do you think? 304-523-2275 is our text line. 304-523-2275. That's tonight's text line to be a part of the program. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. We have got, when we continue, Chase McKee. We'll hear what he had to say. We'll also get your phone calls and text in. It's a national championship night as well. We've got the big one for you. Alabama taking on Georgia. You can watch it here at the Union Pub and Grill, and, of course, you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We're coming to you live from the Union Pub and Grill every Monday here at Union Pub and Grill downtown Huntington. The Monday special, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. And tonight's a perfect night to come down and take advantage of that. We've got the national championship game happening between Georgia and Alabama. Now, if you can't make it down here to watch it, we've got you covered. You can listen to it right here starting at 8 o'clock after the Dan D'Antoni Show on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in for today's edition of The Drive. Marshall Basketball, we're wrapping that up as we are looking ahead to the games on Thursday and Saturday, but we got to wrap up the FAU loss before we can move on. And one surprise in the game, of course, with COVID-19 health issues, there were a lot of of changing the lineup, I was under the impression that before it happened that we wouldn't see Andrew Taylor. We did. Another face we got to see a little bit more of on the court was Chase McKee. He was out there for a little over 19 minutes. He ended up with nine points, but at the same time, he contributed. He was four of six from the field, hit one of his uh, two free throws, and he contributed with four rebounds. He fouled three times, so... 
got to work on that. Obviously, you want to keep him on the court as much as possible, especially since you really didn't have much of a bench to work with. You were kind of working a short bench. But Chase McKee, he was made available to us earlier this afternoon. So we caught up with him, got his thoughts on the game and looking ahead. Well, talk a little bit about Saturday and, and uh, kind of getting into, getting into the flow a little bit. How'd that go for you? I, I know it was sort of a last-second call with the, in, with the uh, illnesses, but uh, how'd it go for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was – I mean, we had the week of practice to kind of prepare for it, so I knew, like, you know, what was going to – happened but it was definitely a new experience uh, I'm glad you know I got to get through that right now my freshman season uh, but you know I thought it went well obviously we couldn't get the win uh, which is you know most important to me but I feel like I feel like we're getting there so you know that's a start Chase, being a freshman and hearing Dan talk about the energy aspect being something that you all have, have somewhat been lacking, you know, especially during the streak, uh, did you sort of feel that was your role coming in, was to bring a lot of juice to the front court and, and sort of, you know, make plays just based off energy? Yeah, I think as a team, uh, obviously, you should always bring that. Um, but that's a big thing he's always – all the coaches really have – you know, been preaching for me, just playing hard and like playing with energy. Um, just coming from like high school and like prep to college, you know, people play like high motors like all the time. They never stop. So uh, they've definitely, you know, made that important. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like that's that's kind of my role because uh, you know, the skill and everything is there, but you know, you have to play hard to match it. So. Especially in that second half, Chase, did you all feel like you were right there and, and things were starting to get back to, to what you saw at Eastern Kentucky and, and games like that where you all were seeing success? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's always hard when you're coming from behind uh, to, you know, get back. Um, but I think, I think the second half we saw a lot of, you know, good things that we can build on. Uh, you know, it's like I said, it's always hard because, you know, you're building back, you're trying to trying to get back in the game, and they can hit one shot, and then, like, kind of, you know, deflates the rhythm. But uh, I definitely I definitely thought the second half was, was better. So, uh, talk a little bit about your background. Obviously, uh, you come from a basketball pedigree, and and you've been to a lot of games, obviously, throughout the, your life. What was that like to have your first college start? And how did it feel different from, you know, some of the games you've experienced over the years uh, growing up in basketball? Um, you know, I, it's always, you know, a dream to get to college and start. So um, it's almost surreal sometimes. But it's just, you know, I've... I, so like seeing so many people play basketball, I've grown up around it. Uh, people that I know, uh, either like being in the game or being a coach. So, you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of it, but I've never experienced. So, it was it was different like being in it now. Um, but yeah, it was it it definitely does help like being around it for so long. Chase, how much more confidence does that give you now? 
knowing that when they call your number that you, you've been out there. There's no substitute really for a game atmosphere. So how much more confidence does that give you? Uh, a lot, a lot. It's, you know, playing in front of a crowd, obviously, and then starting, uh, and it's conference, so it's, it's you know, serious business. Um, definitely helps, you know, it shows that my coaches, you know, believe in me, so it's just my job to go out there and play hard and, you know, make sure I impact the game. Talk a little bit about Thursday now and what, what it's going to take to, to beat a really good North Texas team. I mean, it seems like you guys are close. And I know close doesn't mean anything, but you almost got over the hump Saturday night. So talk a little bit about what you got to do Thursday. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is just, you know, staying within ourselves, trying to find, you know, our, like, our groove, our swagger. Um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we go out and we play. Uh, you know, I don't think it really matters what the other team does. We just have to focus on ourselves, uh, make sure we get better, because uh, that's how we're going to get to where we want to be, you know, winning the conference championship. So I think the biggest thing is just going out there, um, you know, playing within ourselves, but for each other, um, playing hard. Um, I think those are the biggest things. Chase McKee, get the chance to catch up with him. Hopefully we will do so more as the season progresses. Marshall in action taking on North Texas. We'll have that game for you. We go on the air 6 o'clock on Thursday, and then on Saturday we'll go on the air exclusively on 93.7 The Dog as we've got the Bengals taking on the Raiders in the first round, the super wild card round. Looking forward to that. There's actually a Raiders fan in the office, so he's not my friend this week. He knows that. We're okay with that. And after the game, we'll figure out if the friendship can continue. If my team wins, the friendship continues. So Marshall basketball on Thursday, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, along with 93.7 The Dog, and Marshall basketball on Saturday on 93.7 The Dog. When we continue, we'll check the text line, get your thoughts. Phone line's open as well, 304-523-2275 for text. Phone, 877-420-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. You can join us anytime by sending us a text, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. This texter writes, he loves, or I'm sorry, I see, I don't know if it's a he or she. Texter writes, I love coach's optimism. I think it's the first time I've heard a coach say he doesn't think the defense affects the offense. A little hmm emoji. Fast breaks, points, confidence all come off lockdown D, turnovers, and steals. Second thought, dribble penetration. Who will take over as point guard? Any of the younger players, true point guards? That's a good question. Honestly, I need to see more from your starters, of course. I I need to see Andrew Taylor be able to, to perform to the capability we think. I think the offense maybe should go through Obina. Would you run the offense through Obina maybe? 
Andrew and Tavion have got to got to perform. They just you need them. They have to perform. And I would like to see Michael Byers have more touches. Yeah, we didn't talk about Michael Byers. He was out there for a good chunk of the game. I mean, he had 11 points, but I like Byers. I like his game. I want to see more of him. And I hope that we see more of Chase McKee. I, I hope that with a couple of players down, we get to see more of the bench come alive and take advantage of the opportunities. But I don't know. if I, w- I would run everything through Obina maybe. That's how I feel right now. He's, he's your most constant, consistent force out there. Tavion's a fantastic player, but and something else. A lot of people second guessing this team think that maybe Marshall's a little weak in setting up the pick and roll. And that that could be true. That could be true. I mean, there could be some improvement there. Again, I can't really second guess coach as far as, you know, what he's trying to run, what he's trying to do, how he's trying to set it up. Yeah, I'm with him. I thought the zone was a little bit better than maybe you, you give credit for. But I think what has hurt this team the most, and I hope you get it back, is that this was a tougher team in my mind because Jared West was on the court. Doesn't matter what his scoring potential was. Doesn't matter what – he brought to the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, he brought intensity. He brought energy. And if I was someone that had to deal with him for 30, 40 minutes, I knew that I was going to have to come to work and pack a lunch because he brought that energy. He wasn't maybe the best player on the court, but he made up for it for energy, effort, hustle, and I thought he brought some toughness to this team, and I hope that this team can find a little bit more toughness. Maybe Coach is calling it swagger. Because he's talking about swagger, and I get that. You go out there with a little swagger. But I want to see toughness. I want to see aggressiveness. I don't want to see over-aggressiveness. I just want to see aggressiveness. And I think that a guy like Jared West brought that mentality because – I wouldn't want to go to the bench. If I wasn't putting it all out there, I wouldn't want to go to the bench and have him looking at me like, what are you doing? So maybe that's what you need. You need somebody to be a little bit more vocal. If they're not getting the message across, change the message. If you've got a couple of guys that are being more vocal you know, after games, you know what they're doing privately, what they're talking, what they're talking about in film room, you know, somebody's got to bring some toughness back. That's just my humble observation here. It can be completely wrong, and I will own that one. But I think this was a tougher team with Jared West, and we can't talk about that, though, because he's no longer on the team. you got to find it from this group. This group has got to find a way to power through this. Defense, I think, is key. You have to lock some teams down. I, You can score a lot of points, but the other team's scoring a lot of points, too. Something's got to give. So I'm with you on text, I think you need to have a little bit more of a lockdown defense. I like defense. Basketball, I I actually I like defense in basketball. I know it's fun to go up and down the court. I I, I like that. It's fun. But you got to have a way to stop the other team. It's fun when you're scoring 100, maybe not when they're scoring 100. I don't want to see that. I want to see... I've never complained about watching my team 
beat someone. They don't score, but my team's scoring a lot of points. I've never complained. So, got to get it together. I think um, once you get all the components back, hopefully Dan can get it figured out. Team's got several opportunities to get it figured out before you get to the conference tournament. Ultimately, I think that's where this team is shooting to get ready, be ready for the tournament. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Don't forget, coming up tonight, we got the national championship game. It's between Alabama and Georgia. If you can't watch it here or if you're not watching it tonight, you're not going to be able to watch it, but you still have to keep an ear on it. You're going to be near your radio. Just keep your radio right here. Following the Dan D'Antoni show tonight, you can listen to the game. We'll get underway immediately after the Dan D'Antoni show right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Who do you like in this game? You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Who do you like? you like Georgia? Do you like Alabama? Or do you like the fact that you maybe can turn the channel and watch something else because you're really not into this particular game? You don't like it. You're tired of seeing the SEC, same teams over and over again. So you're not going to watch it whatsoever. Tomorrow on the show, we will, of course, take your phone calls. We'll get your text in. We'll be back in studio. We'll look ahead. we got a busy week. we got Marshall basketball, as I mentioned. We've got Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. The Steelers got in the playoffs, too. We'll talk about that. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Once again, we're here at the Union Pub and Grill. Don't forget, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. It's every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. We'll be back tomorrow to do it all over again on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.